This is the Acting Up Podcast with your host, Allie Goodman. Welcome to the Acting Up with Allie Goodman podcast, a backstage pass to the life of a working actor and mom raising a kid with special needs. This episode, I'm going to mishmash it up a little bit. So uh, the way that I usually bring this up is I'll talk to you a little bit about how our week went, a little bit about acting, a little bit about how Jackson is and all of that. And it kind of then feeds into one particular topic, if you will, about you know Jackson or or how that plays out or whatever but this week it kind of all mixes together in the same thing and I I feel like it's going to kind of tumble out of me a little bit more mm, naturally let's put it that way so let's start with where we were this week so this week we went this weekend I should say it was Passover and it was Easter and we did not attend our family's Passover Seder and I say it's our family it's our extended family my dad is in in the middle of going through dialysis and three days a week he's there and so it just so happened that Fridays are a day that he has dialysis so my mom and dad were there and therefore they were not hosting a Seder nor were they going and my brother and sister-in-law were visiting their eldest in college and so they were not going and honestly as things have gotten with Jackson it's really important we stay on his schedule and we get him to bed on time he really doesn't do well especially after a full day of being you know in therapy and being at school or being at school in this case he was at therapy for pretty much the whole day it's a lot for him and to try to keep him awake later to get him to go through something that he's not going to be able to sit for and pay attention to it's just too much and then also having an 11 month old Jordan I just it it was almost more stress than it was worth and so John and I talked about it and we realized that for our own sanity and for Jackson's health and sake we decided to forego it and I'm so glad we did I mean we we definitely talked a little bit about Passover we did a few prayers and that and the other but we did not do a whole thing and I am grateful that we didn't because it it meant Jackson got a good night's sleep it meant that we all were well rested we all felt good and it just in our world, it was way better. And it doesn't mean that I don't support and want to ex- expose Jackson and Jordan to these experiences or family or all that, all of that stuff. But in this case, it was the best choice. And so, you know, not apologizing for what we had to do for our family. So that was important to me. And then Sunday was Easter. And while John no longer celebrates really any of that, we, we sort of always celebrate the fun stuff of all holidays like we put up a Christmas tree and we you know do all that fun stuff and so uh, my mom was like well if you come down for Easter we'll maybe you know she she hid a couple of eggs around her living room you know what I mean it was like that and we had a little bit of a dinner together and it was nice so that was planned out that we were going to do that later in the day but in the early part of the day my new friend Julie had mentioned that she and her family were going up to the Milwaukee Zoo and that we were more than welcome to join them if they wanted to go. They like to get there early, especially on a day like Easter because it's, you know, less crowded and it's easier to navigate all of the zoo. And we've never been to the Milwaukee Zoo. So we thought, hey, we'll try that. Oh my goodness. What a fun little place to go. What a great time. What The day was beautiful. It was perfect. 
And more than that, Jackson was amazing. So I want to just so this is part of the applaud the wins kind of part of this day. I I made sure and John made sure all day that we kept pointing out how well Jackson was doing. Now, in I say this because in our world, Jackson behaving is such a terrible way of putting it, but like Jackson actually like attending and interested and engaging and not running off is so much looks different on on Jackson than it's going to look on a kid who's neurotypical because a kid that's neurotypical you don't have to hold their hand constantly you don't have to keep an eye on them constantly you don't have to worry when they drop your hand and start running towards something even if it's an appropriate run towards something like the the next exhibit or whatever that still looks like he's eloping so these are things that we have to worry about and things that we can are concerned about but in jackson's case the fact that he was dropping hands and running towards something appropriate like oh i want to get closer to see those flamingos rather than oh i want to go look and see where the staircase goes (laughs) or hey look there's a gate that i can go through which is not appropriate or i'm not going to tell you where i'm going or i'm not going to ask you if i can go look closer or whatever for the most part jackson was well-behaved, really attending to what we were doing, excited about the animals, excited to be at the zoo, walked very well with both of us, whoever was holding his hand. He didn't really drop it and run to do anything inappropriate or scary or try to dash or elope or any of that. He was calm. He was enjoying being outside. He was enjoying the experience, which just solidifies so desperately in my head that we really need to be in a place where the the sun shines most of the time because the weather here I think really 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 affects Jackson um, as much as it affects me I think it affects him even more and his ability to function well and in you know appropriately and again we weren't without stims we weren't without his tendency to verbally stim which is where he sort of runs around excitedly and goes e, but it was not so distracted he didn't have any meltdowns he definitely was interested he would look at us when he wanted to do something or when he was excited you know he would we would ask him questions he didn't yell no at us when we would ask him something or you know point something out to him he was really being a great kid pretty much the entire day and even at grandma and grandpa's where he has a little bit more freedom and it's very easy for him to get high energy and distracted and jump out of his chair 25 to 50 times a second it feels like he was still being a really good kid I mean we had we had you know we gave him the iPad he wasn't really looking at it Jackson doesn't he isn't one of these kids that loves screens but when he wanted to he sat down he played a game for a little while and then he would you know watch a video and then he was eating his meal and then he was sort of up running around a little but he wasn't destructive and he wasn't doing anything he shouldn't do and he wasn't opening doors and going in places that he shouldn't be going and making my dad nervous or making my mom have to chase him or any of that he was he wasn't getting into things he shouldn't get into which the worst he was doing was every once in a while he was climbing on the the there's a windowsill and it's a we're high up in a condo so it's a little scary and it's really terrifying and you you can't even open the you can't, you can't open the windows the windows are double windowed but it's still very scary to look at and so John and I have lots of anxiety about this so there was a lot of get down from the windowsill you know you're not allowed to be up there you know things like that but for the most part he was great and the whole day I mean we spent 
two hours in the car-ish, because we actually got lost on the way up, he was great. We spent all this time at the zoo. We got back in a car. We went and had lunch somewhere. He had already eaten lunch, but he got he was really calm waiting for his fries or whatever it was that we got him, you know, a little bit while John and I had lunch. And he was just a delight all day. And like I said, my way of really sharing that excitement about his how he was acting with him was to tell him a lot. So I said, Jackson, I'm, you know, I'm really, thank you for being so attentive or, you know, and I would really point out, I'm like, I see you sitting really, you know, nicely in your chair or you walked with mommy and held hands so well today. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. You know, thank you for being so much fun to be around today. And I just did as much as I could to encourage and applaud that win for him so that maybe that will encourage more of that kind of behavior in the future you know a behavior that I feel like he will get the kind of attention and the kind of stuff from us that I'm sure he really wants I don't think that he wants us to be stressed out with him and unhappy with him you know which unfortunately does happen but I mean he was singing and it was just it was a very it was such a great day all around it was I I cannot I, I literally cannot remember a day that was this good all around from the moment we got up to pretty much the minute we went to bed he was there was maybe one small incident of grinding his teeth where he was clearly tired and he did it at me and I was at the end of my rope and I lost my temper but it wasn't it really wasn't it was him being a kid and him being tired and me blowing it out of proportion but in the end truly this was a this was a great day and so I can't say better than that that was just awesome now, we're coming off the tail of a fairly sucky week. And I don't even mean sucky in Jackson's behavior or any of that. Sucky really because we had to put our dog down. So a little background about Sparky, our very old and elderly chihuahua who, you know, uh, we've, we've had him since 2006. So John and I kind of got together in 2006. John got sparky because he and his ex broke up and he lost his cats in the in the quote unquote relationship divorce and he was lonely and he you know had this apartment and he wanted john and i were eh, we were dating but we were like not really dating we were really just friends and it was a very confusing time and so he's like well i want a companion and he looked up and he found this rescue and they had a small dog and his apartment took dogs and it was great so we said great and we went and we drove down to Indiana and picked up this little dog and it it was it was he was he's he was a little little cutie just a sweet little guy and they said he was two because once they hit the age of two you can't really tell how old they really are so it's quite possible that he was actually older than that we we are we are suspecting he was probably closer to four or five but we don't know for sure but we had had him since 2006 and we just put him down since 2019 so even if he was two that age, I mean, you can kind of see. But the, the the vet, when we put him down, said that she suspects he was closer to 18, that he was he was an elderly dog. And we were in some sort of denial for a while that maybe things were getting really bad because he had had a seizure maybe three years ago and it only been like once and then it stopped. And we just thought, okay, he's fine. And he was. He was normal sparky after that. But lately he had started having more seizures we had him on anti-seizure medication he was just declining and he wasn't himself and he was miserable and sleeping all the time even though he kind of did that anyway but 
you know, he was just, he was disoriented and it was just, it was time for him to go, but it was very hard for us to say goodbye. And when John and I thought about it, it was like, Sparky's been with us since the beginning. Like he really marked a beginning of our relationship. He marked the beginning of our family. You know, we've had him in every apartment we've ever lived together in. Sparky's been there. And there's just, it's, it's a, it's a big hole. You know, he's a tiny dog, but a big hole that he's left in our, our, our life. And I'm, I mean, we're very sad about it. And, you know, we didn't quite know. So Jackson's relationship with Sparky is, was, they had an armed truce in that Jackson really didn't like Sparky because Jackson is afraid of dogs. I don't think he disliked Sparky personally, like it was a specific thing about Sparky. I think he just doesn't like dogs. He's afraid of them. He doesn't know He's, they're unpredictable, so he doesn't know what to do, and so he's afraid they're going to hurt him. So he's he's like this with, with my brother's dog. He's like this with all dogs. He likes to see them from afar because he, like, enjoys the concept of dogs, but he doesn't want to get close to them, and he's afraid that they're going to jump or they're going to do something to scare him. So I, I'm assuming. So he doesn't want to be anywhere near them. But again, he likes the idea of dogs, so whatever. But he would come into the kitchen, and at, towards the end here, since Jordan was born, Sparky had started having accidents on our bed so I couldn't have a newborn and Sparky and deal with that so Sparky's home became our kitchen and you know we put him you know in front in a sunbeam and that was where his food and water was and we he was uh, at this point an indoor dog totally wouldn't go outside much at all because he didn't enjoy it he would go out and he would step outside and want to come right back in so we just had a pad and stuff for him indoors and yeah it was just it was one of those you know, you could just sort of see the decline, but we were sort of in denial. But he was happy in the kitchen. He was fine. He was still sparky being himself. And we would bring him into the living room, play with him and all that kind of stuff, you know, so he wasn't like stuck in there. But he wasn't, he wasn't, he was in our lives pretty directly. And Jackson would see him and he would hear him and he would hear him barking and he would say, you know, Shh, sparky, you know, no barking or quiet sparky or all that stuff. And so we just didn't think that there was going to be much of a like an emptiness to Jackson, but we didn't want him to not have language explained to him that Sparky's not coming back. Like there is no more Sparky. He's not here anymore. But we didn't know how to do that. So we actually reached out to our BCBA about a social story, which is something that they'll put together that directly relates to the child's specific situation. So sometimes they'll do social stories about going to the doctor or going to the dentist or doing something of that nature. So our BCBA created a a social story about, you know, basically our pet dying, which was hard because then she added, you know, which she should, she added real life pictures of John with Sparky and me with Sparky, you know, from our Facebook or whatever we posted or whatever I sent her. I, I don't remember. And Oh, it was, it's hard. It's a hard little read to go through. And she really touched on everything. You know, mommy and daddy might be sad and it's okay. I can give them a hug and tell them I love them. I mean, this is very advanced for Jackson, but just enough that we, so we've been trying to read this social story to him and try not to break down every time we do it. It's been hard, but it's, I think it's good. Although interestingly, Jackson's been saying things like Sparky's coming back. He keeps forgetting to put the not in there. So he keeps forgetting to say Sparky's not coming back. So every time he says it, it's like nobody, Sparky's not coming back, which is just very hard to say when you're talking about something that's gone that you're missing. You know, so it's been a little bit of an emotional suck for John and I trying to do that. And it doesn't help either that Jordan loved Sparky like loved him would crawl to the gate in the kitchen to see him would lean over his high chair 
because Sparky Sparky's bed was like right underneath him he would look for him and he would laugh and he wanted to get close to him all the time so Jordan keeps looking for him you know so that's also just gut-wrenching you know and I keep coming in the house and I keep thinking oh I gotta make sure you know I clean the pad or I do whatever you know or make sure Sparky has water and food and there's no one to get food and water for he's not in his spot I the other morning I I I went into the kitchen and Sparky was always in the same area and I if I had to get something like across him I would have to step over him and I stepped over nothing there was nothing there to step over and it was just it was hard so we've been we've been navigating all of that sadness and expecting that it's going to as grief does it's going to come up in other ways and we're not going to even know that that's what's sad and what's bugging us and you know memories are going to pop up on Facebook or whatever and we're going to see pictures and it's just gonna it's gonna be hard so we're trying to figure out ways that we can keep Sparky's spirit alive those of you who've been around long enough who are listening to this who remember that Sparky had his own voice and Sparky would sing in his own voice and speak to us in his own voice and we would have conversations with him. He still does that and he's still around even though we jokingly say it's the ghost of Sparky who's doing this now. Um, And Jackson will sing some of the songs that we would sing as Sparky and that's been both delightful and heartbreaking. Yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a little rough. I mean, I won't won't lie. So it was actually a real really nice to have such a good day with Jackson to kind of offset what's been sort of a sucky, painful, emotional week uh, with with losing our dog. On that same note, uh, I I had a a last minute sort of in the evening. I got an audition for the next day, and I had to shuffle things around and figure out if I could do this. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to do this and. Uh, it was very chill went you know I learned my lines went down to you know to do this audition I was super grateful to have that opportunity because number one it was uh, it was just fun to go I mean it's always nice to have to have a reason to get out and have to go go down and actually be an actor for a little while it's always fun it is it is a little bit more difficult to navigate when I have a baby but I will say that having something else I have to focus on takes the pressure off because it's like well nothing's as important as making sure that my baby is safe and nothing's more important than making sure he's not unhappy or crying or whatever so everything else is kind of gravy and it kind of takes the pressure off a little which is kind of fun when you're going into auditions uh the one thing that I have learned over the years of auditioning uh for anything whether it's commercials or theater or film or whatever the most important thing is that you book the room and when you're doing voiceover it's very funny you you can't really book the room because you're doing it in a in a microphone in your own house nine times out of ten so you're not really sure if you're booking the room you hope you are but booking the room basically means you're not trying to get a job you're basically just trying to the people that you're meeting or talking to or seeing or the casting folks or whomever is running the audition you're just trying to be someone that's in service to them and in service to the whatever it is that you're you're doing and in hopes that they enjoy you and therefore want to continue to bring you in for whatever you're right for that you know there's no the you're basically not getting the job so you might as well go in and have a good time it's kind of the idea and everybody enjoy it together that's always been my my goal is to just go in have a good time enjoy my experience I get to act on a Tuesday or whatever it was and just see what you know what come if anything comes of it that's icing on the cake but the but the job itself is the audition and that's the fun part so I've been working on embracing that a little bit more and making sure that my 
my focus is having having fun and hoping that they're having fun too because especially for commercials it's 99.9 percent .9 of the time it's something fun so this particular spot was fun I had a really good time going in I actually made the casting director laugh which if you know anything about me and my issues with humor and the fact that one of my favorite things in the entire world is to make anybody laugh but I've had so many issues with my coming to terms with my own ability to be funny and to be a funny person and to have people find me funny. It's it's something that has been ingrained in me since I was really young and I really need to work on clearing it out because it's hindered me in my in my in, in what I do in how I choose pieces to do for monologues and how I see myself and it's funny because I've had other people tell me you're funny and I don't believe them it's it's such an ingrained piece in me that I'm not funny that I don't believe them when they tell me that I am and so it's it's a very it's a hard thing for me and it's it's I think it's not serving me very well especially in the character type that I am there's a lot more humor and funny stuff even though I yes I can do all the I can do the deep dark stuff that's out there I'm you know I play the victim very well actually <laughs> I play somebody who gets really mad and you know the mom who's gonna fight for the rights of her kids or whatever it is I do that very well but I also a lot of what I have been putting out on my Instagram stories and on Facebook and stuff the reason that I've really been embracing that funny side is because I really want to cultivate it because I think that there is a lot of humor in being a mom in general. There's a lot of humor in parenting. And we get through a lot of the hard stuff by remembering the funny stuff. And then on the special needs side, it's, my goodness, we need we need to laugh. Because if everything is as serious as it feels and as difficult as it can be, then we are just lost and we're not loving anything. So John and I do everything we can to try to bring the funny stuff in and remember it and remind ourselves that it's hilarious and what might be embarrassing to somebody is actually the funniest thing in the world. Like Jackson will go to the bathroom and, <laughs> and he'll yell as loud as can be. We'll be at therapy and he'll be in the bathroom and that the bathroom is right off of the main therapy thing. He'll be like, I need a wipe <laughs> or you need to wipe my butt or there's a hair on your butt buddy <laughs> which I don't know if I said that to him or I said that to the baby but somehow he has scripted that but these things are really funny and and if we don't laugh about them then we are we are missing so much of the joy that comes from the things that would not be typical we have to find the funny and I've talked about that before but the problem is that I for a long time really did not believe that I was funny I took a comedy class I've taken I've done everything you can imagine trying to like really hone in on how to cultivate the funny so the fact that I made this casting director laugh I was like on a high for for like days that she laughed and not only she didn't laugh at just my first take she laughed at my second take too so I was like I'm like I I don't know if I booked the room, but I booked myself. <laughs> like I made myself happy and I was, I was, that just was good for me. That was a good confidence boost for me. And I'm trying to embrace that and, and I'm trying to applaud that win. See, see the applauding the wins, embracing the suck it works for all facets. This is why this podcast runs the gamut of not just talking about Jackson and his experiences or me as a parent, but also talks about 
me as an actor because I do feel like there's so many parallels there. I mean, look at that. It's a great example of like, all right, Allie, you know, if I'm going to, I got to practice what I preach a little bit here and I have to make sure that I'm giving kudos to myself as well, which hello would be a great self-care thing for me to really do. So we all, we all need to both embrace the suck and applaud the wins because they, they are going to come and we're never going to know which one is, is happening. And we need to remember to, to, to do that because I think that the wins will come more often if we just remember that breathe through the suck because, you know, it's, it's just part of it. It's part of the, it's part of, part of life. It's part of the situation and, and applauding the wins so that we get more of them and that, we we ourselves remember that hey there was a time that you were successful in this remember you can't say that you're never funny Allie because you that's actually a lie you were actually funny you were funny on camera you were funny and this person that you you know has seen uh so many actors and people laughed at something you did that that's important and that's a thing you can put in your pocket and remember so I'm going to do that so thank you for laughing at my audition the other day, Sarah. Appreciate it. All right. I, I want to give a quick shout out to my friend Olivia. She's been such a huge supporter of this podcast and she'll she'll message me and she'll tell me that she listened and you know and I love that she doesn't always agree with everything I say but she's you know when she when she has a different experience or opinion she'll tell me or whatever it happens to be or what works or what doesn't work or or, or that she empathizes with me or she sympathizes with me and whatever it's going on I just I really appreciate her being in my life and being somebody that that has embraced our friendship because it certainly came out of something weird we were both engaged to the same guy it's a long story and a bit of a soap opera not not notwithstanding we are now we are I love her she's a lovely friend and I think she's great and I love her kids and I'm just I'm just so grateful that she's continued to be a part of my life and part of my friend's circle and uh such a such a huge supporter so thanks Olivia I love you and all right, so uh, that's, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up this week and our stuff. Oh, I do. <laughs> I actually want to say one more thing. When we were driving looking for a place to eat, I guess there's more places, restaurants open on Easter than I thought there were. I don't know why I thought they would all be closed, but we found a place in Milwaukee called AJ Bombers. So shout out to AJ Bombers, but specifically because I work in a service industry and so many of my friends have been servers or work in the restaurant industry. I was a barista. I was a hostess. I've never actually weighted tables but I have uh, all my friends have and I just need to say this Robin G certainly don't know your last name because it was on the receipt you were the best server on on a day where it was a fairly dead restaurant on a day where you had to put up with having a baby and a somewhat rambunctious you know six-year-old almost seven-year-old and two parents on a day of Easter that you could have been a little surly and a little frustrated to have to be at work and possibly get crappy tips or whatever it is, you were a joy. You were a delight. You were sweet. You were funny. You were just the perfect amount of, I'm here for you. What do you need? I gotcha. I'm just going to go through this, make sure that I got everything you need. And if you need anything else, I'm here for you. I mean, you just made, I don't know, you just, you just made me feel so taken care of and made it such a delightful experience. So shout out to Robin at AJ Bombers in Milwaukee. You're a rock star. And thank you for making it such a great part of our our Sunday. We really appreciate you. So thanks. 
Thank you all so much for joining us on Acting Up with Allie Goodman. I just want to tell you how important it is that we continue to have these conversations. So please reach out and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Allie Real to Real. That's Allie, A-L-I-R-E-A-L-T-O-R-E-E-L. Please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it. And of course, the best way for people to find this podcast is if you leave a review. So please rate us and review us. I'm so thankful for all of you. This podcast only exists because you listen and continue to bring inclusion and love. So thank you. Okay, friends, just take it one day at a time, one minute at a time, sometimes one second at a time, and just hang in there. We are all in this together.